What's up? This your boy Lita Johnson, and I'm here to broadcast the Five Leader Podcast. We here, y'all. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things. Some of them make sense, some of them don't. But I'm just saying to y'all, like we just want to talk recruiting. This is a big podcast for recruiting, so um, we gonna get to that. We gonna get to it big. What's up, yo? Welcome to another great edition. Back theme music, everything back. Great edition to follow the podcast. We here. Um, feeling over, y'all. Still going through the, the pandemic. Um, ever anybody know my mom? Uh, she passed away from the coronavirus. Appreciate all the love, everything everybody gave to me. Um, just an unfortunate situation. Still going through it. Her birthday is May twenty sixth. We're gonna be doing some uh, celebration for a memorial. Um, that's when we're doing it. They won't let us see her body. They won't let us have a funeral because of the coronavirus. So. We're just keeping it strong, man. It's going strong as we can of the family. But my work really keeps me going, so I thank y'all a lot. I thank all the love. Philly Sports Network, NBA Draft Room, uh, 247 Sports. Everything's been great. Now, we sit here and we talk about Villanova and the type of team they are. Um, I want to talk seriously about recruiting in the biggest way. Uh, Rasul Diggins was offered by Villanova. They still got Angelo Brizzy. Um, excuse me, Brizzy. Two good guards. Two um, Brizzy reminds you of Steve Nash. Diggins reminds you of uh, you know um, poor man's um, Damian Lillard. Just a very very high level guard can score from anywhere. Very explosive. If you look at his body of work, what he's done, a Philadelphia guard. And Philly's really attacked a lot of the elite guys. Langino, um, Diggins are two of the highest rated Philadelphia, Pennsylvania prospects out there. So this is heavy. Real heavy for this team to get those two guys. Now, uh, the two, the point guard thing everybody wants to know when they'll commit. There's no timeline. This is the pandemic. It's not really a... You never know when somebody's going to commit, really. It was easier to keep track of what, what their timeline is, what you feel like they'll do. But they're not even They're not even really... Um, they're indecisive themselves. They're indecisive. They don't really know where they're going to do or how they're going to commit to uh, a college. So, but you're asking if Nova had a strong chance with both guards? Yeah. Super strong change. Super strong. This, this is a different different class. It's not even like um, the 2016, the 2017 classes where certain prospects were hot for Nova, but not that hot. Um, yeah, just Kevin Knox. It was times Trevon Trevon Duvall. A lot of guys were hot for Nova, but you know the one and done prospect of everything figured in there. That's what stopped a lot of guys from committing Nova. Believe me, Nova could have had. If it wasn't for the one and done, um, they could have had so many guys that went to a uh, Cameron Reddish was definitely a guy I feel like would have been over if it wasn't for the Duke Kentucky one and done sentiment. 
that really got them there. And you look at um, now, it's a little different. <clears throat> the one and done thing has been really cut up between the G League and if you look at it, a lot of prospects want to win. They don't feel like they're not going to get to the NBA just if they don't go to Kentucky or Duke. And if you look at the resumes of not everybody that goes there gets that, especially Kentucky. So they just want to be the best player they can possibly be going to the next level. And when you look at guys that have been drafted, just coming out of nowhere, that nowhere wasn't even mentioned, wasn't even whispered. You know, prospects see that. And then you look at other colleges like Memphis and Louisville and Arizona. I mean, people still come right out of there, you know. So, back to the recruiting trail. Who do I think will, will commit? Well, to me, Brizzy Diggins has always been hot for Nova. And now that he gets to, it's like Mangino. Now that they got the offers, Nova's super high on the list. I'm talking about if Duke of Kentucky offered them. I mean, they would have to instantly be like, look, you're coming in to be a starter. And I don't think Duke Kentucky goes at the Diggins or Don Gino. Duke Kentucky is always hot for the five stars first. Not saying that Diggins wouldn't get an offer or Longino because they're high enough to get a Kentucky or Duke offer. They're good enough and they're high ranked enough. But Kentucky goes for five stars, particularly first before they go to a Lance Ware, you know, or, you know, before they go to a guy like that, they always go for them. So we're trying to really come to terms and and look at the recruiting side of things. They both, I mean, it's real hard because now we need to see more about what Diggins really feels. Well, he has a lot of good schools at him, you know, uh, Kansas being one of them. So there's going to be, and you know, a lot of schools always go for their local guy because we took a, a local guy and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So they're feeling like, okay, we're going to go after one of their guys. Because it's a war in recruiting. It's a war. It is It is a straight, flat-out war in recruiting. This is, we're talking about generals sitting the front line out there, which would be usually the recruiting assistant coaches. <laughs> you know, uh, looking at the Nova, they have Halkovich, they have Nardi, they have Neptune. They, have, they always have a good assembly of recruiters. Unbelievable things happen with Brizzy, and unbelievable things happen with... Um, of Diggins, and we're going to talk about more and more, and I'm going to break down more and more about recruiting later. I mean, it, right now, I just want to talk about the guards. This is big right now. Trevor Kills in the Virginia epidemic. Virginia. Okay. Uh Trevor Kills is a Virginia prospect. It's just really, and I think it's because I mean, Nova can't recruit everybody. People don't understand this. Sometimes it's just not how good of a job they don't that they do. It's how good of a job they don't do. You know, people back off recruiting because you have to focus everything on a certain. And right now, Brizzy is looked at. Right now, it looks like that's the point guard they want to get a commitment from. But will they get that? I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Listen, Diggins got an offer. They're looking at uh, Tamar Crates. Um, excuse me, excuse me, Tamar Bates. They're looking at guards. They they they're going after multiple guards this class. I I said they're going after two guards, and it could be three. Christie is six six. There's a very big possible chance he could play small forward. 
And I, I think that's they're going after Christy hard. If I, if I thought it was any recruit, Brizzy's one of them. They're courting real hard. They gave Diggins the offer. They're courting Brizzy hard, and they're and they're looking at um Christy. Trey Patterson's no doubt the top guy, and I think he he's a, he's going to commit. And then the joke of coming early is big. You don't know how big that is to have a big man, a, a very important position to recruit. All of a sudden, what what do they do? What do they do? That he commits. I mean, and, and I, I said he would, but I didn't think this early. It's the factor of how early he committed. And I, I thought Najoku and Patterson would be the first two, just like um, Dixon and Moore was. I was predicting that. But, man, it's how early. But this pandemic makes people just sit there and say, hey, well, you know. I could always decommit or maybe not or, or I'm looking at my options where I can't get as much momentum to get another offer. What do I do? Look, I got Villanova after me. They might go somewhere else because Villanova's used to doing it. So that really puts them at a back seat to anybody. After them, you're not going to see nobody. I think they don't go after another big man. But Trey Patterson and, and, and Max Christie are the next two. And then you got Brizzy. And then who else? That's going to be the next thing. If they had a decision, I think it would be kills. But looking at Longino, and I think Longino is another guy to look at. Langston Love, I think Langston Love is a Nova lean. I think that's that's your it's Brizzy Love. I know we're looking at Diggins like he's high rated, but they're going more after Brizzy. I think if Brizzy leans too much somewhere else, I think Diggins could be it. But isn't like Nova isn't looking at the diggings. I'll have more, more insight to you. All right. When I come back, we'll talk more about where they where they go on follow leader. thinking about exactly what back follow leader I just want to come to and say just thinking about what the recruiting where it's going it's just real early and they're real aggressive um I think with the pandemic it'll be some offers that aren't given I think a lot of people are trying to eliminate their classes now and um I think it's smart you know and um, like I said, Brizzy, I know looking at Diggins and people are like, well, he's rated high, but Brizzy is just as good. He just hasn't got those. So soon when you see his stars, he should be a four-star. Brizzy is, is, is phenomenal, a phenomenal point guard. And I think he's a Nova Wildcat. I think right now Langston Love, especially with kids, I think with kills. Villanova tries hard not to deal with tug of wars. And I think 
with Virginia trying so hard, they don't want to keep trying hard at somebody. Then love floats off, or Longino floats off. I think thanks and love is the next guy they're going to try to get. They got to offer Longino. If it's not love, it's Longino. I think that's the order. If Brizzy does not commit, look at look for Diggins. And then they'll offer another point guard just in case, like Bates. He's a combo guard. It's going to be something big to see what happens on that. And then the Christie situation, like they haven't offered another swing. I think they really are going to try to focus just on Christie and not no other swing man right now. I think Christie is it until they see momentum floating away. And if you look at Duke, I mean, I think Christie is a priority at Duke, but Duke has so many other guys that they're looking at right now, and, and Nova's really going hard after Christie. They really want Matt Christie like they want Antoine. So I constantly honestly see that being a commitment like Antoine was. They are really going after Christie very hard. You see, I mean, you see Duke going at him. I mean, it's going to be a tug of war, but I just think Nova gets that. It, just look, it looks like Nova right now. Patterson, yes, and the Joku. I really think this is that five with Love and Brizzy and the Joku. I just still think it's gonna be it's gonna be Love, Brizzy, and Joku, Christie, and, and Patterson. I just I think that's a five man class that they'll get. And if you look at that class, it's it's almost like the same class they just got. You look at. Patterson, basically borderline five star. Christie, a five star. Uh, uh, Love, a borderline five star. Bo- borderline, yeah, five star Love is. And then looking at Joku and Brizzy, two high four star guys. I just think that's it. It's going to be interesting if that stays on that path, but it just looks like that's going to be the five man class. And looking at where they will fall if. Where they will fall if, you know, they won't play next year, of course. But the year after that, when the seniors are gone, who will make the most impact? Uh, Samuels, Gillespie, Cosby, Roundtree, gone, right? And you look at Robinson, there's four guys I know for sure. Coming through now um, to really project and talk more about um, with Villanova is looking at with the roster situation when that if that recruiting group comes around uh, Caleb Daniels will be there will Antoine be there I think um, that's a real 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 great question will Antoine start next to Moore will it be Caleb Daniels and Antoine will it be Caleb Daniels and, and more, and Antoine comes off the bench. I mean, will Antoine become the small forward? Which I think will be the even more big question. I think Antoine starts over Slater. And then you say, okay, well, Christie starts. Christie's going to get time. He's backing up shooting guard or backing up small forward. He's going to get time. I mean, I think that's as honest to say. Christie is going to get time. Who else would get time? Well, 
Chris Archer Diakono is still there. Langston Love, I think he would get time. No question. Trey Patterson, he gets time. Najoku, he gets time. Backing up Dixon. If we're going to think about a lot of things that this uh that team could be real good too. I don't think that's a championship team, but that's a team that could build the one. Same way in the same realm that this team is now a championship team. I mean let's, let's not get this twisted. Antoine is gonna be a contributor. He is gonna be an NBA draft pick. Um uh, my thing is will it be to the first round or to the second? I think he'll be a first-round pick. I mean, the only reason he could fall second is, is he going to get the minutes and the ball enough to contribute? If he gets the minutes and the ball, he will be a first-round draft pick. But if he don't, he'll be a second-round draft pick. He has to get the ball. I think they will figure out ways to get this man the ball. They will figure out ways to make this man um, a factor, a, a contributor, a scorer. And that's why I think that he could stay to be a junior. I think ultimately being a junior, I think, will be Antoine's. And I don't care what we're looking at with Christie. Antoine will get to start over anybody. Looking at Justin Moore and what he can do, I think both of them start in the same team um, when that 2021 class comes in. Right now, this is the 2020, 2021. The 2021-2022 will be different. I think that could be a start lineup of, like I say, Justin Moore, Caleb Daniels, Antoine, Cole Swatter, and I think Eric Dixon. I think that's the start lineup. I'm sorry. Who who will be the bench player? Who will be that guy? I think Arthur Diacono, Max Christie, uh, Brandon Slater, um, Backing up at the power forward position, Trey Patterson at 6'8". Same way Sadiq Bay played that position. He'll back up at the four. And then you're looking at Nana Njoku. I just think Brizzy and Love will have to wait. I just think Max Christie will get that play. And if you look at that team, if you got Antoine, see, it's kind of a scarier team with Moore and Antoine both being juniors. And then you got Caleb Daniels. And then you got Cole Swider as a senior. And Eric Dixon. That's a dangerous looking team. If you really look at If you recruited that team from being freshmen. If, if you recruited that team from being freshmen. What do you say? What do you encounter with that team? Being, I'm just saying. The guys I just named. Antoine Moore. Swatter, Dixon, coming out as freshmen. What were your expectations? So you should be very afraid to see these guys be who they are, sophomore, seniors, juniors. And then you know how good Cliff Daniels is. That's a very dangerous team. Very dangerous team. Everybody's talking about next year's, this year coming up, this year's team, uh, last year's team, this team coming up on 2021-2022. It's a different squad. So, man, listen, I'm about to get out of here. I am Lita Johnson. Follow the leader. I will be back with more to give y'all way more. I'm out, y'all.
Peace. Lock him on the main call. Lock him on the main call. Still I feel. Still I feel. Let's motivate. I want to see what they keep following. Just swallowing. Taking the making. Biting. Balling.